0: Welcome to The
1: Shalene Show. Your host believes she has an amazing singing voice that sounds remarkable like pop sensation Adele when she's alone in her car with the music turned up really loud. I'm not kidding. I do sound really, really, really good. In my car when the music's up loud. Like one time I had this long drive up to LA, it was like an hour long drive in traffic, and I was, I went through like every single song on the Adele CD, and I'm like, okay. I know this isn't just in my head. I know it's not just because I'm in my car. I sound like Adele. It is tripping me out right now. And so I decided, I'm like, well, I'll just record myself, you know? I'll keep the music down a little bit lower, and I will use my iPhone to record myself singing because I know this isn't just in my head. And then I can play it back later and ask my husband, do you think I sound as good as I think I sound? And I played it back first for myself and I just decided, you know what? I don't know if the world is ready for this. I don't think I need to share this right now. Maybe I just live in my little fantasy world while I'm stuck here in traffic. Our beliefs can serve us well or they can haunt us. Our beliefs can make us more confident or they can cripple us with fear. Today's show, we're gonna talk about beliefs with an expert. This is my friend, Dr. Michaela. She is a world-renowned expert in EMDR therapy. She is one of the founders of a protocol called the EMDR Intensive. Specifically, she's gonna help us identify the difference between having anxiety, an anxiety attack, and a panic attack and then how to bring ourselves down or more importantly, how to avoid elevating those feelings so that we don't move into a panic attack or an anxiety attack. I really didn't know much about this subject. So the interview you're about to hear is with Dr. Michaela on the set of a new program that I've just created and I can't wait for you to take a look at it. It's called the Courageous Confidence Club. And right now I can't give you more details, but it's so cool and it's changing people's lives and we will soon be making it available to everyone. But until then, I just had to share this incredible interview with Dr. Michaela to shed some light on this topic because I'm often asked this question. Now, this is a two-part interview. So the first part is really about identifying the difference between fear and nervousness and anxiety and anxiety attack and a panic attack and what to do about all of those things. And in the second part of my interview with Dr. Michaela, we're going to dig into all the different types of therapy why there's so much taboo and and why people resist going to therapy. And I believe the one reason why most people don't is because they don't understand it or they fear it or they think there's a stigma associated with it that, people who have quote-unquote problems go to therapy. And I actually find the opposite is true. People who tend to be the most balanced, those who really care for their emotional well-being and thereby are able to care for others, those are the people who make an investment in therapy. And if you've thought about it before and just weren't sure what it entailed, that next episode is one you definitely want to download. All right, now before we get into this interview, I will tell you that the sound, the audio is a little different because we're doing it in my live studio set so other than that it's just great information i'll include everything that we talk about in my show notes at chalenejohnson.com forward slash podcast and by the way if there's ever an episode where you're like whoa i I just want to tell you specifically what i thought about that episode i would love to be able to play your message all you do is go to that same address shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast and then look for the little app that's called speak pipe when you click on that, you're able to record me a message about this particular episode. Start with your name, be brief, be bright and be gone. And if for some reason you flub up the message, don't worry about it. You can delete and re-record. Delete and re-record until it's flawless. But don't worry about perfection, just talk to me people. All right, off to the interview. So today we're talking confidence with Dr. Michaela. She's a psychologist, the creator of the Unstuck program and an expert at brain and thought. Training, Uh, but I asked Dr. Michaela to be here today because she's super smart and she's a doctor. Yay! We have an expert here to talk to us about, you know, some of those subtle differences that many of you have been bringing up in, uh, you know, like online on Facebook discussions. Um, This thing about confidence and shyness, and you know, the courage that it requires to do something like super scary, but you know you should do it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And 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 this thing keeps coming up where people talk about feeling anxiety mm-hmm. so I just want to talk to the expert and find mm-hmm. out what's the difference between feeling a little bit of anxiety and then something that's like kind of more major
0: Well anxiety is you'll notice anxiety because usually we feel it in our chest okay uh, we might feel it in our stomach but usually it's in our chest uh, it's a heaviness and it's a tightness and our breathing starts to change we're breathing faster and shallower but it we're not we're not gonna have a panic attack. Panic attack is partly from the anxiety attack that moves into the next stage where... Okay, so I, it's normal for me to have, feel a little bit of
1: anxiety mm-hmm. if I don't want to have to call my friend mm-hmm. and say, I can't come to your baby shower. Mm-hmm. I feel a little bit of anxiety. I feel like tightness in my chest like, oh, she's going to be bummed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disappoint her. I'm mm-hmm. thinking these negative thoughts, but I do it anyways. But then beyond having a little
0: bit of anxiety, the next stage, before we go to a panic attack, what is a anxiety attack? What's the difference? That it's just basically your breathing is shallow and you're, you're just anxious. It's a nervousness. That's okay. all it is.
1: So how do I know, I guess this is what I'm asking, how do I know if I'm just a little nervous and anxious versus having an anxiety attack?
0: Well, nervous and anxious, I mean, it's really just kind of taking, you know, inventory of, of what's happening in your body. If you're, if your body's having a physical response, then you're going into an anxiety attack. If it's all up here and you're just a little bit nervous, then, you know, that's something that will probably ease once you, you know, get into the situation, you get, you you get rolling with it. So now it, I start to feel that it's physical.
1: My heart is racing, and my cheeks are getting flushed, uh-huh. and I'm feeling extremely anxious. Mm-hmm. The next stage that that could move into is? Panic attack. Okay. okay. And
0: how do I know when I've moved from, panic, or from an anxiety attack to a panic attack? Well, you'll, well, you'll know. You will. <laughs> you'll know because it's, it's almost just as you're about to faint, if you've ever fainted yeah. or passed out, yes. and everything goes black. And you feel completely like you're about to lose control. Um, you'll feel it in your body. Your like back a scared of, thing? Uh, it's a fear. It's okay. a fear that, um, the, that the world's shutting down, basically, that you're going to die. Panic attack, you feel like you're going to die. The back of your legs go numb. Uh, your lips might go numb. Um, your uh, your face, cheeks might go numb. So you feel it in your body. And so that that's uh, partly what you feel in an anxiety attack. It just moves up to the next. Now, if you having an anxiety attack or you're feeling anxious, all you have to do is step away for five minutes, take a few deep breaths, and in your body, it's going to slow your heart rate down. Okay. But panic attack is because your heart's going so fast. And okay. then it's too fast, too fast. And that's where you're about to faint. How do, you, how do you get out of a panic attack? Panic attack, you just go somewhere by yourself. Just go to a corner step out of the room close your eyes you talk yourself through it it's going to end because what what we don't know when we're having a panic attack is it's going to end okay because you're so out of control that you you just you're not thinking clearly i've had a panic attack once you'll have to tell me is if this is panic or anxiety
1: (laughs) hello (laughs) i have her on my couch we're doing therapy (laughs) so it was this winter and brett and i were snowboarding and he took me. I'm going to blame it on him. He took me into this very treacherous area, and we were climbing across the like top of a ridge cliff. Uh-huh. And I was fine in Charleston. I looked down, and I was like, oh, I like couldn't move. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't move. I mean, I knew it was going to be fine. And we were literally crawling. Mm-hmm. I knew. I knew. Like logically, I wouldn't roll off, but I felt like I was going to die, and my heart rate started speeding. Like I was.
0: Profusely sweating, mm-hmm. and it was twenty below. That's an anxiety attack. Okay. Uh huh. But I felt like I was going to die. So what makes it not a panic attack? Well, what did you attack? feel like you were going to faint? Did you see blackness no. happening? No. no. Yeah. If you're, if you can still stand. But I was willing in my mind. I said, I'm willing to stay right
1: here until all the snow melts, and I'll just walk down in the spring. That's why you didn't have a panic attack because you oh. talked yourself through it. Yes. Yeah, I did. I thought I can just let the s- snow melt. Yeah. I'll stay right here. Good. That was good of you. <laughs> And then I yelled a
0: lot of profanities at my husband uh-huh. and that made me feel better too. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So yeah. I mean that. the more you can talk to yourself when that happens just just even in your head okay. because the the experience is that you're losing control. Okay. So the more you talk to yourself you you, you gain more control in that It shuts sounds it to down. me like um, You kind of have to be careful because it's, it's,
1: am I right that it starts in stages? Like, so first I started having anxiety, like, oh, this looks high. This Mm -hmm. looks treacherous. Mm -hmm. I can do it. And then the anxiety, and then I started having an anxiety attack, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then I walked it back to anxiety. And I will say that I got down off the mountain. I lived, but the entire time I had anxiety, Mm -hmm. but I moved from an anxiety attack and just stayed with me as an anxiety feeling Mm -hmm. until I got all the way down. But that I could have gone into a panic attack, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what tips can you give people to help them avoid going to that next stage if they're stuck? Like, I was stuck on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what could somebody do when they're stuck in a situation? They feel
0: like, uh-oh, I'm, this is a lot of anxiety. And is there, do you always feel anxiety, an anxiety attack before the panic? Well, you're going to feel anxious first. Okay. Almost everyone feels anxiety on some level. So we know what anxiety feels like. You're, you're yeah. going to feel it here. Yeah. But you can stop all that from happening. with Three things, okay. really. you were on a mountain. Right. I don't know where you're going to go yes. necessarily if you're going to slide up. Down. But if you can get away from the, from the uh, circumstance and step away, that, that would be the first thing I would say. Just step okay. away for a second. Should you tell people like, why you're
1: stepping away? Because I think some people stay because they're like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself
0: and let people know I'm having anxiety. If you're just having anxiety, it's not necessary. Sure, just um, make up an excuse. Uh, I yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. whatever the case. But uh, step away if you can. Okay. Um, if it's if you feel like you're having a panic attack, then I would tell somebody. That's okay. Depending on how brave you are. Um, but because what could happen? Nothing's going to happen. That, that's but, the problem. Okay. That's but you problem should problem tell people person. like I'm. I'm. By the way, I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> you should say that. You can.
1: Why? Because I don't know what a panic attack looks like. I guess because I haven't had one. But
0: mm-hmm. well, I've experienced them myself. Yeah. And I think it just depends on the personality. If you know, I already know what a panic attack is. So if I if I'm going to have one, which is far and you know in between, um, I think the last one years ago, I just go off by myself real quick. Uh-huh. You know, just tell myself it's going to end. It's going to end, and it ends literally yeah. in minutes. But if you don't know what's happening, then absolutely, just tell somebody real quick and. Um, you're probably going to feel a lot better and come out of it a lot quick just knowing somebody knows okay um but you know the second thing to do is panic attack anxiety attacks are because you're breathing your heart is is beating too fast yes so if you simply you know when i have a client who's having anxiety attack or panic attack in session the first thing we do is tell them to take a deep uh, breath in through your nose and then exhale out you do that three times exhale out through your nose or through your mouth through your mouth If you do that three times, you're probably going to step right out of that anxiety and the panic attack. Hmm. It's just simply, it's just breathing. It's literally that simple. Third thing that you can do is when your heart is beating, it's because for some reason there's some thought, there are thoughts because we don't have a feeling on its own. It starts with a thought that prompts the feeling. Yes. So if we have anxiety, there's thoughts floating around up yeah. there, whether we're aware, aware of it or not. So you want, that's why you want to talk to yourself during that time. I'm okay. Everything's okay. I'm safe. I'm in control. God is good. All is well. Exactly. And if you start telling yourself that your brain's going to cue into those thoughts and then that's going to automatically change the anxiety.
1: What would you tell someone who is suffering from panic attacks? And their panic attacks um, have have really crippled them from being able to do th- something that they once enjoyed, or that now affects their um, you know their family or social interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was reading online, a lady who wrote to me on Facebook, and she said, "I can't even go. To, I've you know I've got three young kids, and I can't even run errands because I'm going to have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, just." In a social environment, like meet, see, walking through
0: Target, mm-hmm. so what do they need to do? Can they fix that themselves, or should they seek help? They, well, I, I think they should start with seeking help. You know, and that—that's really was the basis of my Unstuck program. Is—is—is is, is more for people what they can do on their own. But I get clients who will come to me, and it's—I have the best job that they have gone their whole life in their forties and fifties now, and they have this fear of dying. Per se. That's one of the biggest fears. And it just gets to the point where now they are agoraphobic or they're having panic attacks. Mm -hmm. It's just this ruminating fear. But you have a program like, you know, or a a protocol like EMDR, and literally in, you know, two sessions, it's gone. Because when we're having uh, any of those kind of experiences, panic attacks, Panic attacks are a symptom of of a deeper issue. Yeah, it's just a symptom. Every symptom is because of some other deeper issue going on, and and the deeper issues are really about the thoughts in our head. Yeah. Bottom line is all starts with what's in our head, the thoughts that are going on. We just don't notice there's thoughts there all the time. We just notice the anxiety. Yeah. But there's thoughts there all the time. So, you know, in working with her, we only took two, two sessions, but what I teach people is on their own, because I don't know if somebody's going to come back uh, or, if you know, once they feel good, they're, they're done. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the best yeah. I've ever felt, is I teach them to really notice what the, the thoughts that they have in their head and whether they believe it or not, to tell themselves the opposite constantly, because you are actually rewiring your brain. Tell yourself the opposite of what you're thinking. Is that what you're
1: saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Notice, see, people notice the anxiety first. So let's just go back to my simple example. Mm -hmm. I'm on the edge of a mountain. Exactly. And my thought is I'm going to roll down. I'm going to lose control and I'm going to go... You know, yeah, flipping it's, all the way all, down and yeah, breaks exactly. every rib, and
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just going to end up in a body bag. That's okay. my thought. Okay, perfect. So that's the image too, or the scene playing yeah. in your head. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to then pull from your logic. Okay, so what did I just? I'm going to die. Is this the caption? Yeah. Think of it as a caption. Okay. Okay. There's a caption to every single image. Our whole brain just holds these tapes. So you got this caption of you rolling down the hill. Yeah. and so It was a mountain, not a hill. Mountain, okay. It's a big, huge mountain. Yes. And the caption is, I'm going to die. Yes. So logically, you know you're not going to die. Even though it feels like it, it, you logically know that. Right. So you want to notice that image in your mind and just repeat to yourself, I'm not going to die. I'm yeah. not going to die. I'm safe. I'm in control. If you do that, the anxiety is gone because this is only happening because of that thought, I'm going to die. Yeah. The image of you falling or rolling down the mountain it really has uh, no power whatsoever. All the images and scenes—they're they're just images and scenes. It's the thoughts that's attached to them. Okay. The so caption you just, I've given it's it. It's the caption. It's okay. all about the caption. All right.
1: That's good. That's really good. You can
0: use that walking into a, a room to you know with a bunch of people or, or doing a speech or really any event. If you just notice in the same way, just like that mountain, um, what's the scene playing in my head and what's the illogical caption? Put a new one to it. The trick is, is people say, "Yeah, but it doesn't feel true." It doesn't matter doesn't matter. You don't have to believe it's true. Just put the caption and you're going to notice your body completely respond different. That's huge. Yeah. That's great. It's awesome. Thank you so much for being sure. here.
1: Thanks for joining me for this two-part interview with Dr. Michaela. In the second episode, we're going to go into all the different types of therapies that are available to people. And this is really important to me because my job, my passion is to help people become their best. And sometimes that's learning techniques, sometimes it's just understanding habits, but I have to tell you, there's been a huge realization on my part in just the last 5 years that the people who I want to help the most, sometimes all of those things don't help because they really haven't figured out and processed some things in their brain, some events, experiences from early in their life, or, or even just traumatic recent events that has them stuck. And when I realized that my techniques, even if they could apply them, there was still something stopping them, something standing in their way, I recognized that what that meant for many people was finding an expert who could help you with your brain. I just can't encourage you enough to consider going to see an expert for your brain. We have to remove the stigma around therapy. And I think one of the best ways to do that is by educating ourselves on the different types of therapies that are available. I mean, the movies have done a really great job of making us believe that you're going to be laying on a couch talking to a stranger about all of your problems and that only really messed up people go to therapy. I believe the opposite is true. Really smart people go to therapy. And because you're so smart, I'm going to share with you all the different types of therapies that are available to you, and you can pick one that best suits your needs or at least evaluate if this is something you are willing to consider. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Please go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash podcast and leave me a message specifically about this episode or my next episode, which I'll be uploading in just a few days, depending on when you're listening to this, that will go in deep with Dr. Michaela on all the different types of therapies. Thanks for listening. I love you for the investment of time that you spend with me. Until we talk again, just make sure you know you are the bomb.com. Thanks for listening, lifers. Shalene invites you to join her for her free coaching program designed to help you get organized, productive, and laser-focused on what really matters. To sign up for a free video coaching program, please visit 30daypush.com.